Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dock. You're very welcome along. This is the fifth episode of series 43 in which we're talking about joy and today I want to consider whether joy could be found in or through service. Doesn't sound very likely but I'll be bringing you the thoughts of a philosopher and polymath uh, who was involved in the Bengali revolution. Um, He thought that joy could be found through service and maybe there is something to that. I picked up a cat who is coming with me on the walk today and uh, very excited to see how far she or possibly he comes on the walk with me. Welcome to Walk the Pod. Hi, Rach. Uh, Loving the joy theme. Uh, Did I detect a bit of doubt in your voice as to whether snow is joyous or not? I think you may have filed it under Miz as it blew into your face. Can't have that. So I thought I'd donate Walk the Pod a poem about winter and the joy snow brings. Uh, I wrote it, so this is possibly one of the least modest things I've ever done. But it's only four lines, so here goes. I know. The trains are stuck. The cars just died. You've lost your gloves. You just can't feel your feet. But look how the snow lights up your house inside and children's faces in the laughing street. There you have it. Kids, get joy from snow. I rest my case. Uh, On this logic, joy also resides in uh, Haribo, uh, winding up your siblings and uh, farting. Thank you, John. I love that poem uh, very much indeed. I'm going to transcribe it for the Walk the Pod lunchtime walk club and post it in the Discord server. And I think you're absolutely right. If uh, children derive joy from something, then it is joyful. That's the end of it. Uh, And uh, dogs also have absolutely limitless capacity for joy. So, uh, and your poem, John, brought uh, enormous joy to me this morning when I received it. Couldn't wait to put it in the episode. So thank you so much for that. And uh, farting is joyful because we're not allowed to do it. Uh, so maybe there is something to be said for <laughs> um, something to be said for uh, the um, things that are not allowed. And I was thinking following yesterday's episode that as well as things that are rare, we could also include things that are hard to come by. Um, you see a lot of joy on the faces of athletes who have beaten their personal best, something they've worked really hard for and they know that that's not accessible to many people to get a, a record either of their own or a world record. So the joy there comes from mastery, I think, uh, which I think is enough of a segue between farting um, to be able to bring you the very serious thoughts of a, of a Bengali polymath. Although now I've now I've mentioned farting again, so so now I <laughs> now it's a horrible, awkward and clunky handbrake turn. But look. Uh, we're here to find joy in whatever way we can, and if me going from farting to talking about rabid Andrath Tagore uh, is awkward enough for you to raise a smile, I'll take it. It's not easy to be a comedian in the apocalypse, but um, I, I am doing my best to bring you a few things that might make you smile every day, I hope. So, um, 
Rabindranath Tagore, and I am almost certainly pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, said that he dreamt that life was joy. He woke and realised that life was service. He served and realised that service is joy. Uh, Now, I've slightly shortened that quote, not quoting him directly, but the point stands, I think, that we think we should be having fun and having a lovely time all the time, um, according to, you know, this is what this is what advertising tells us, this is what culture tells us to a certain extent. And those who serve, we look at them and we think, oh, well, they're having no fun. How could they possibly be having fun? That's no good, is it? I wouldn't want to be those people. But actually, uh, there is an enormous amount of joy to be right, derived from serving other people well. Uh, it's not transient, fleeting, ecstatic joy. It is perhaps uh, better classed as happiness or contentment. So it depends on your definition. But, I mean, pride, I think, comes into it, doesn't it? The prou- prou- Being proud of something you've, something you've um, been able to do for, for a long time, serve the community in a certain way, um, or something you've made that has served the community in a certain way, does bring, does bring a great deal of pride. And uh, from that comes joy. Uh, bringing up kids brings joy. And I think I was mentioning this the other day, partly because it, we, we know that it's hard and, and transient and the moments of brilliant joyfulness are bookended by hard moments where children are complaining, they've run out of crumpets, or more importantly, more to the point, we, we as parents have run out of crumpets. How dare we run out of crumpets? What were we thinking, etc. Um, and so the joy is tied up in the certainty that the joy will end. Uh, so as per usual on Walk the Pod, th- this doesn't sort of, it's not cohesing into anything that I could say was a, a manifesto and joy. I don't feel like we've really got a handle on it quite yet, but I do feel that we've had a, a really nice time rolling around in the concept of joy for a few episodes and trying to work out what it might be, trying to feel for the edges of it, to understand what it means, what it is, how to find more of it, or perhaps just to content ourselves with the fact that it wouldn't be joy if we could find more of it. The whole point is that there's not much of it about, and that's what makes it so wonderful. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, it's a beautiful day. I looked up at the sky just now just to check whether it was the most beautiful day in the world and indeed can confirm it is. And what I noticed when I looked up was no clouds, a vapour trail that stretches from east to west across the sky and just north in the sky of the vapour trail, a sliver of moon which I can see even though it is broad daylight. And I just want to uh, bring an idea because I was listening to the rather wonderful No Balls Cricket podcast last night, which is uh, Kate Cross and Alex Hartley, two of the current and former women's English women's uh, football, uh, cricketers, 
Pitt. I nearly said footballers then. That would be, uh, well, just a straight up insult. <laughs> Cricketers. Um, uh, who were talking about uh, seasonal affective disorder on the Noble podcast last night and, and how difficult it is in January. They they are used to being abroad in, in India or other parts of the world in January for test series and are finding it difficult in the winter months to to cope with the dark. And and I have a, a suggestion for everybody listening if you're struggling with January and January is a time of absolute struggle and that is to go for a lunchtime walk I know I know I am a one-track record have I got nothing else to suggest than go for a lunchtime walk well no but listen friends okay here's why because if you go for a lunchtime walk every day uh 365 days a year or near as you can then you are getting access to some very rare sunlight in the winter months there isn't very much sunlight about and if you're in an office you may not have any windows in your office you may arrive in the dark and leave in the dark and that is depressing there's no two ways about it it's pretty bleak so insist on taking a walk at lunchtime for your mental health enjoy getting out there into the daylight it's beautiful today the sky is absolutely blue it's crisp and cold but it's not it really isn't miserable. And even though I was saying the snow was miz the other day, you're absolutely right, John, I was faltering slightly on whether the snow was joyful or just a bit of a pain. It's it's not unpleasant to be out uh, at lunchtime, even at this time of year, because the birds are singing, the sun is shining, uh, it's crisp and it's light. Thank you for walking with me, dear friends. It's been a delight to stretch my legs with you this lunchtime to enjoy some January sunshine, to walk. Uh, I tried to walk with the cat, but the cat the cat got to a point. It was a bit like, I don't know if you've ever um, encountered one of those charity people in the street. They want to talk to you about their charity and get you to sign up for a direct debit. People in the UK will be familiar with these people who are known collectively as chuggers, a conflated word between the word charity and the word mugger, uh, because they do sort of sort of mug people, not not a knife point or anything, but um, they certainly interrupt your day and try and talk you into signing up for something. Um, and can I remember for the life of me what I was actually trying to say there? <laughs> Um, uh, something about chuggers and chugging and um, um, just having a senior moment dear friends just trying to remember why I was invoking chuggers at all oh yes the cat that was it so uh, like chuggers this is the problem with getting into a tangent on the story before actually telling the point of the story the cat got to a point where it was like okay but my home turf the area that I am allowed to walk around in is now 
uh, we're now at an end of that little radius around my house and I have to go again which is my top tip for you if you do get approached by a charity mugger and that is keep talking to them but do not stop walking <laughs> because eventually they have to they have to go back to their patch and so you get to walk away should you wish to do so maybe they're raising money for something you care about in which case it's fine um thank you for bearing with me that slight brain fart we're back to farting again Matures, I'm so grateful to you for making a poem, writing a poem for Walk the Pod. Thank you so much. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I hope it's brought a little bit of joy to this imperfect day. Uh, I invite you, as ever, to take care of your beautiful mind. And I'll be back with episode six tomorrow.